Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. The world is a cracked mirror. The sun, a fluorescent light someone has left on as a prank in the lying sky. Your body says it's nighttime. The daytime says you're wrong. You're a stranger in a familiar land, parched with thirst and the lust for sleep. As Elon Musk buys Twitter, Kanye West buys Parler. You buy a bottle of water and scream at the soon-to-be-privatised void of space hiding behind the blue shell of the atmosphere because actually, even though you're on Earth, nobody's listening to you scream unless you start a YouTube channel and become a screamfluencer. You take a deep breath, but before you let it out, you recognise that taste in the air. It's smoky, sweet, full of memories. It reminds you of the gargle. The sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world, all of the jokes, none of the politics. I am your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Alison Spittle and John Luke Roberts. Hello. Hi. Boo, 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 boo. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I mean, you, you said hi like you were starting a sentence. Who did? John Me? Luke. Yeah. No, I just like taking up space. (laughs) Before we sit together shoulder to shoulder on the friendly bench that is this week's stories, let's have a look at the front page. Your front page today is James Corden posing provocatively with an egg yolk omelette. Did any of you see that story? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's the first I've ever heard of an egg yolk omelette. I didn't think you could make such a thing. I would assume that would just be a... Slab. Yeah, no, I think about it. It's because it's mainly like the white that holds the thing together, isn't it? It's the yolk for the flavour, the white for. Isn't an egg yolk omelette just mayonnaise? Yeah, or custard. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's weird how close mayonnaise and custard are to each other. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> They're cousins. <laughs> oh, They're no. cousins, John. Kissing cousins. Put them on a sandwich together and see what happens. Uh, that is incest. I, we, we don't really... I don't like that at all. Ah, like no, that at no all. I'm suggesting inbred, not... Inbred. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's enough, isn't it? We can end the podcast there. I think we've peaked. <laughs> 
the satirical cartoon this week is a Halloween-themed one. Boris Johnson rising from the dead while an everyman figure labelled the electorate scream, why won't you just die, and hit him with a shovel marked his track record. (laughs) Now it's time for your top stories this week. Is everybody strapped in and ready for the metaverse? This this is such exciting uh, news for me, I feel. The metaverse is a terrifying place that we could all have less of. Meta is the new, new Facebook. The old Facebook being the original and best place to find the people you went to uni with whose phone numbers have changed. The new Facebook being a click hole of boomers and regime shattering levels of misinformation and bot armies riding the algorithm to terrible minions memes. The new, new Facebook is Meta, selling you the possibility of never looking up from your phone again because it'll strap your phone to your face and you can live in the metaverse. A world that is everything you hate about social media but you can't see the sun. It's like a game, but full of ads selling you one weird trick and you have no legs and the legs they promised you were a lie, Alison Spittle. You live in an alternate universe made of uh, code. Can you unpack this story for us? So basically, Mark Zuckerberg, he's been promising uh, that a metaverse will have legs and he did it through a video of another person who works in Facebook. And what happened is uh, they actually got the legs from motion capture and they, 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 the, the metaverse is not ready for legs yet. And it's very weird to me. It feels like it feels like it's no better than a Bratz doll, you know? At least with, with a Bratz doll, they have a... If you've ever, have you ever touched a Bratz doll before um, or seen it up close? <laughs> they don't know. Would I be talking to you today if I have? I'm no fool. I won't touch a Bratz doll. <laughs> well, I've brushed up a, up against a few Bratz dolls in my day. That explains uh, a lot. Being a, a geriatric millennial that I am. And uh, Bratz dolls, um, they have like interlockable feet where the doll itself doesn't have feet. And you just attach the shoes like their feet. And so like the technology of a 99 brat style is better than uh, Metaverse. Also, Metaverse should just buy The Sims. Like, I don't understand. The Sims have legs. The Sims was invented in like the year 2000. And I can watch a werewolf woohoo with a vampire. And yet in the Metaverse, it can't have legs. I think Mark Zuckerberg has got a... A, you know, a thing or two to to learn. Also, imagine being the the person that works for Facebook that has to use the motion capture for your legs. Like you're just running around like Andy Circus with tennis balls <laughs> on you for your boss, the Baron Mark Zuckerberg. It just feels like it's not a great place to work at all. Well, it just feels like with ten billion dollars, you should get below the waist at least. <laughs> Is this what? The metaverse, or well, they've spent ten million dollars this year alone on the technology for the metaverse. Yes, and and also if they haven't had legs up until this point, but they've also not had anything else up until this point. I think if I were, you know, we can all imagine ourselves being a billionaire. If I were a billionaire running a ridiculous vanity project that is definitely not going to work, I would have done like upper body, realized I couldn't animate legs, and then given everyone giant slug bodies. Because who hasn't wanted to be yeah. Jabba the Hutt? Who didn't watch Star Wars and think, yeah, that's me? John Luke? I don't have anything to add, partly because anything <laughs> I would have said has sort of been covered, and partly because, like, what, wh- who, who is this man? And why <laughs> is he doing these things? I would like this. I, I don't like, I mean, le- and you can't even, even with motion capture, you can't get legs looking good. It's two people dancing about looking a little bit surprised at their feet. And one of them with a colossally large skull, which cannot be supported by those tiny, tiny little 
animated toothpick legs. I don't. We're meant to buy this. We're meant to be happy in that universe and not sitting there going something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me obviously the question that Facebook asks at every point of their progress is what now can we next do to make the world a bit worse? And it's interesting to me that they finally got to the point where the answer to that question is legs. <laughs> not just promise legs and under deliver. Yeah, yeah imagine. And wait, also, one more thing. Did those feet come free with the bat stalls or did you have to buy them separately? Like, were you just left with... They came free with the bat stalls, but you could buy other feet. You know what I mean? But the feet were inside the shoe. Yeah, it was kind of a... Oh, it was very odd. But you couldn't take the feet out of the shoes. So you'd never really see feet. If you took the brat's shoes off, right, you would just be left with two stumps at the bottom of their feet. So if in the brat's universe... Yeah. There was a Cinderella. Yeah. She would have dropped her foot on the stairs at midnight as she ran away. It would have been horrific. It would have been... But would he then have been able to actually attach that foot to any... <laughs> Anyone. Any brat stall that he found? Yes. Maybe, like a lot of old uh, fairy tales, he just uh, followed a trail of blood. You know? <laughs> he would just... Where is she? <laughs> the prince licked at the trail of blood until it took him to the woman. <laughs> your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the ad section now t-shirt because you can't be what you can't buy and you can buy this merch or you can't but you will be able to soon if i organize it and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by homemade play-doh uh i i should have googled how you make it homemade play-doh uh, what you need is um, some all-purpose flour, cream of tartar, cheap table salt, uh, vegetable or canola oil, uh, gel food colouring, and about half a glass of water. Ah, you ah. thought I didn't know where I was going when I knew where I was going all along. Uh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Melted Ice Cream, a perfect soup for making you realise that looks do matter. Ice cream, you wouldn't eat it if it wasn't cold. Unless you were very sad. <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Memories. It's like now, but it was then, and your brain can vaguely visit it, but by no means as well as you think it can. Memory. Have you tried it before? Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now it's time for your gaming news. Gaming news now. Lap-grown brain cells can play Pong. This is the story. Arguably, it's contained in the headline. 
John Luke Roberts, you have a brain cell. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Alice. <laughs> um, yep, they've, so scientists working in collaboration with uh, bioethicists, which is the French for organically made ethicists, are, um, <laughs> they've got a bunch of brain cells together. They've put them in a little pot. They've tied them to a video game with some electrical string, or as you call it, wire. And they've made, <laughs> they've made the brain cells. No, the brain cell has learnt itself, I think. They haven't taught the brain cell how to do this. The brain cells are playing Pong, the game where you've got two little white um, uh, rectangles moving around, bouncing a ball around the screen. So that's what they've done. They have managed to cut the human aspect out of playing video games completely. Uh, so that basically video games become self-playing if you attach them to some brain cells. So that's going to save everyone a lot of time and we can get on doing more work rather than playing those games that we've had to play. <laughs> the mini brain apparently learned how to play Pong in five minutes, which is depressing because I'm pretty sure it took me longer. Yeah. Um, Alison Spittle, have you played Pong recently? Yeah, actually, I actually have and I did terrible at it. I'm very scared of stuff becoming sentient, but I'm very comforted that it's only Pong. If it could play uh, Abe's Odyssey... Uh, I would be very afraid that is a very very hard game to play also like in this article it discusses what sentience is and it says that it's not quite sentient because um, it can't have feelings or sensations which um, to me uh, sounds like a billionaire who's not allowed crisps you know <laughs> he can't have feelings and he also can't have walker sensations uh, Thai sweet chilli because I'm sure if billionaires did eat crisps on a regular it would be walker sensations because they're quite expensive but yeah I <laughs> maybe they would have like a higher I wonder what what kind of crisps Elon Musk would have probably like communion wafers or something just stuff that you can't really get as a normal person. <laughs> well, blessed by the Pope communion wafers. Yeah, blessed by the... Co Prawn cocktail. Prawn yeah. cocktail. Pope cocktail flavour, you know? So. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg just brushing the, the virtual crisp flakes off his virtual legs to... <laughs> I mean, that is the great thing about eating chips in the metaverse. A, uh, you can't taste them. B, you can't feel them. And C, you don't have to clean up the crumbs. They just fall through your empty holes. <laughs> They're trying to find out what the sentience is. I know what a sentience is. It's a collection of words which has a fully <laughs> stirred at the end. <laughs> now it's time for your reviews. Uh, reviews section, as you know, each week we get our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. John Luke, what have you brought in for us this week? I have a review of the uh, 10 minutes before the podcast started <laughs> when I realised that I had ground the coffee but not poured the hot water that I had an egg frying getting too hot for the kind of consistency of egg I like also suddenly needed to go to the loo um, and uh, <laughs> something else that had gone horribly wrong as well but basically I'd started about four different things and then I had to do the second and third parts of those things and then I got the microphone out and realized I'd stored the microphone really well and taken it apart so I was running around these like getting the egg out putting it on the sausages coming back to the microphone to screw the microphone in before clogging the thing in and then I had to the kettle boil so I had to go and pour that and then it was all a lot rushed and then I had to eat the egg and sausage thing which I did very very quickly quite impressively but did leave me in a state of um, alarm and panic and um, <laughs> it was the most thrilling start I've ever had to recording a podcast so I give it five stars out of five. <laughs> five stars I, I, I wouldn't I mean I feel like um, sausage and thrills are antithetical to one another I feel like sausage is sort of inherently the most calming of foods 
No one's excited by a sausage. Oh, like a second wave feminist, you. (laughs) (laughs) Alison, what have you brought in for us? So I'm reviewing Sangria, which is a beverage I had uh, while on holiday last week. Um, I thought I didn't like wine before, whether it be red or white, but I realised what I like uh, is my wine to be chunky. And uh, (laughs) I just can't get enough of those chunks. It's amazing. It's It's an incredible beverage. You can get it almost everywhere in Spain. It's a bit of a risk to ask, actually, because like some, if they don't serve it, it's because it's a really nice restaurant and they're quite disgusted with you that you would want sangria with your food. But uh, I just love to chew on something while uh, while drinking alcohol. <laughs> it's like a it's like a boozy version of bubble tea. It's exactly like that. It's exa- isn't it? I mean, it's not as socially acceptable to drink on the street you know if you're just walking around <laughs> having a sangria <laughs> jug in one hand glass in the other yeah ole you know and they're like what <laughs> it's like... but uh i i really really like it i really enjoy it i um i've never had a bad one yet and uh it more love it more sangria please it also weirdly is quite like sick in a comforting way like the way mcdonald's is did you ever get that <laughs> Like a Big Mac has the flavour profile of vomit, but I but I like it. Oh, I'm really scared that you're right. You genuinely bite into a Big Mac next. It won't put you off. It will just make you accept puke more in your life. Genuinely. Does that mean that there's something in the Big Mac which is already digesting it before you eat it? Like. Oh my god. Like pineapple. Like itself. Like Ron. I just have a vision of Ronald McDonald just eating himself. And. Uh, Ronald McDonald getting the burger out, taking the lid off, and then just <laughs> some acid from his stomach just on top, so it will start before he hands it over to the person who, shaking, comes to the front desk and gives it to you. Are we all like baby birds? We're just holding our mouths open while our mum, Ronald McDonald, just vomits Big Macs. <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's why uh, people debate about pineapple on pizza, because pineapple's the only food that eats you while you're eating it. Oh my gosh, that's so mm. true! Pineapple, the sixty-nine of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I did a did a podcast yesterday, and pineapple came up where this woman was discussing. She was talking about okay, she was talking about giving blowies, and she insisted that she would have pineapple juice before she gave blowies and would say to the men I'm doing this for you and they would be like what? and she she did not get the understanding of why she, do you get what I'm saying it? yes she thought it made sperm taste better but you have to oh. yeah. <laughs> but I mean it could do because it probably destroys your taste buds like I get maybe she was... also it does mean oh you've got the taste of oh would she drink it? She wouldn't like... Oh, because I've seen her still holding it in her mouth. Wow. Like, just like creating a seal, you know, around the... And then holding around... In which case... I mean, gargling. It's, drunk, it's not going to affect the flavour unless you Ronald McDonald it. Oh, please. I'm going to use Ronald McDonald it in every... <laughs> her logic though because if you want chocolate milk you don't feel chocolate to the cow you put the chocolate in your mouth and then drink the milk 
<laughs> she like raw dogging flavored condoms by just bringing the flavor. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody doesn't use condoms anymore, but still wants the frill of like a flavored condom. <laughs> no, no, you have to feed the condom to the man. <laughs> If you want the taste of the flavour, he has to eat it. That's <laughs> <laughs> with the penis has to eat the condom. I mean, by her logic, she'd be filling the condom with Smarties and then putting <laughs> like a like a Smarties mule, like he's trying to. Ped <laughs> is looking. Ped um, is looking concerned. <laughs> This is all staying. (laughs) (laughs) Nude news now. Nearly 7 million people in the UK identify as naturists or nudists. So if you're walking through the world looking at people in clothes, know that at least a certain percentage of them are unhappy to be there. Uh, Alison Spittle, you're wearing clothes. Can you unpack this story? Yeah, so this story, apparently uh, some organisation of nudists have done an online uh, survey and said that there's been a big jump uh, in people admitting to being nudists because they would you would admit to more stuff on the internet than you would if someone came to your house and asked you if you're a nudist, which I would love to be like a fly on the wall for the for the past surveys that the naturists have done. Or is this someone knocking <laughs> on your door going, have you accepted new, your, your Lord and Saviour titties into your life, you know? It's just uh, <laughs> encouraging people to become nudists. Um, modern society is weighed down by a body confidence crisis and more and more people are discovering the benefits uh, that nudity brings to mental, emotional and physical health by allowing us to reclaim ownership of our identities. I think before I was brought up Catholic and a real prude and the older I'm getting the more I kind of see nudism as something that's not a direct attack on me or <laughs> and, you know like before I'd be like uh, scandalised by this but um, I think the older I get the more accepting I am I would rather see someone's skin tags and nipples than see a game over married t-shirt you know those t-shirts you see I love (laughs) I saw do you know what I saw I live in Camden and uh, I saw a t-shirt being sold that said I can lose the weight but can you lose the face and the t-shirt was in an extra extra small and I would just love to know the person that bought that (laughs) Because, like, that is... I mean, number one, why would you manufacture something with that statement on such a small T-shirt? <laughs> but naturism, they're a bit like the pro-life movement in the way that, like, the pro-life movement, their name... Wait, I, uh, I, I want to see where this is going. <laughs> well, just to say that, like, the pro-life movement, their name is pretty positive, and you can't really just, dis- you know, you can't, as a... I am... I am I am I'm pro abortion, that's what I am as a person, right? But I would never say that I'm anti life. So you can't really go <laughs> I'm against pro life. Isn't you have to go I'm pro choice. And then for naturism, it's like it's a lovely word for just getting your balls out, like in the fresh air. <laughs> I mean that's what it, that's how I feel. Maybe that was a bit of a weird analogy, but like, you know, sometimes you hit and you miss. <laughs> that's <laughs> I feel like there's not a lot of orthodox naturists. I feel like it's sort of a shame because you ought to be able to know what a naturist is. Uh, you ought to be able to know whether someone is a naturist by looking at them. Um, a lot of well, no, because even, even then you could look at them and just not know whether they're a naturist or just forgetful. <laughs>
John Luke, you've done nude comedy before, I assume. Can you unpack this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because of the clown school, isn't it? Actually, I'd like to go on record. Um, no, I would always put a, a fake penis made of rubber balloons on over my real one because I thought that was funny but it turns out most audience members do not look directly at the exposed penis so they all thought I was naked anyway so there we are um, so being an atrist as I am presumably it's doing things naked so doing things naked that people would normally do naked does not make you an atrist so having a bath no. or banging but the questions they were asking were things like have you gone swimming without a swimming costume on and like have you been to an outdoor naked beach um, but nothing like, do you play snooker in the buff? And um, how much cooking do you do without clothes on? Like, can you be naked in your own flat if there's... Can you be a naturist in your own flat if there's no one else there? Or does that just count as... Is that normal? So I used to live in a one-bedroom flat, and it was mine. And in my conception, the flat was my clothes. <laughs> Did you stick your arms like out the windows? <laughs> yeah, well, so I sort of felt like you know this is my space. I can I don't need to wear clothes in this space. Uh, but then if I invited someone around for tea, I realised that I was so I was so um, habituated to being like at least semi nude in my own space uh, that as I walked in the door, I was unclipping my bra. And I was like, this is the wrong this is the wrong message to be. Oh, you mean with them, them walking in behind you? <laughs> yeah. What you should have done is made them like they should have gone in, taken their clothes off, gone into the flat next door. You're both in clothes, <laughs> sneaking across the hallway. Yeah. Alaskan crab news now. This is the sad crab news that Alaska has cancelled its snow crab season uh, after a snow crab population collapse. Um, normally they have a winter snow crab season uh, and now it's not allowed. Now it is not permitted to, to hunt the precious snow crab. Uh, John Luke, you do this with your hands a lot of the time. Can you unpack this story for us? Yes. I mean, it is quite a sad story that, that for some reason the snow crab population has... There was a boom but then it collapsed the following year. They thought they were going to have a huge peak and it's all, they've all gone. And so now they're banning the normal season where people would go and hunt the crabs and a big crab can sell for $100 or something like that. But I will say I misread this and thought that crabs had been cancelled. <laughs> so I have a list of reasons why Amazing. you would, would cancel crabs. Bad at typing. They do not appreciate jokes like make it snappy. They're always giving it all that, which is another joke they wouldn't appreciate. They have a lot of legs for very little height, which seems silly. They, um, although they have eight legs, they cannot make webs. Um, they're very defensive. They uh, they pinch things a lot. And honestly, like, what, 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 which one do you want? Sea or land? Pick a side, guys. So that's how I feel about crabs. And 100% of crabs are naturist. That's true. Depends if you count the shell. As the inside or the outside? No, well, that's the skeleton on the outside. So if anything, they're even more naturist than, uh, than, <laughs> than human naturists. Crabs walk sideways, don't they? Like, that's another big part of the crab mythology. Well, it depends if you're, on whose perspective you're looking. If you're, if you're a crab, maybe we walk sideways. Maybe that's true. But I think they'd be great on a, on a, on a comedy panel show about politics. Because they could have a sideways look at the news. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Other than the fact that everything evolves to become crabs eventually, so I feel like we don't need to be too worried about the collapse of this population. I'm just looking for reasons not to be too worried about the fact that the world is a disaster right now, that in Australia we're currently having more flooding, but it's not news because it's flooding on top of the places that were already flooded. Uh, we're having our third round of La Nina 
which means again like no bushfires but more floods and I just don't know how many more floods you can have before we're all just standing in the ocean and we have to admit that we don't have a country genuinely I had this realization in this podcast the world is absolutely boned because if you're a megalomaniac billionaire and you want people to love you you could save the world but they're not doing that they're putting legs on avatars and uh buying twitter and they should be putting legs on crabs yeah like it's fine i've kind of accepted it or maybe i'm a bit too accepting but if billionaires are, are farting around doing really really silly stuff when there's very very serious stuff maybe the serious stuff isn't fixable and maybe we should all just be silly i think that's what i'm gonna be doing i was thinking about this the other day i got locked outside of my uh chalet in spain and the electric turned off and it was just fully blackness everywhere and it felt very apocalyptic. And um, I left a jar of Nutella out on the patio and I just put my fist into it and ate it off my hand and looked at Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I'm going to do when the world ends. This, I'm going to self-soothe by eating stuff out of jars and I just talk shit on like Twitter. A, a beautiful communing with the cosmos thing and then, you, and, then, and then there's a jar of Nutella and Twitter's appeared in it. Yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> Look up, look up, the stars, the stars. I was like, no, no, I want to see what an all, what an all yolk egg omelette looks like and eat my feelings at the same time. Those aren't your feelings, that's Nutella. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they make it without palm oil, but with your feelings. That's so delicious when you're sad. That is all the time we have for the show. We are flipping through the ads at the back. Uh, Alison Spittle, have you got anything to plug? I do, I do, I do. I'm on tour. So uh, the 5th of November, uh, I'm going to be in Dublin. And then uh, I'm going to different places in the UK. I'm going to go to Edinburgh, Glasgow, Newcastle, Belfast, Brighton, Warwick, Manchester, Leicester at some point as well. You can go to my Instagram. I've got a link tree in the bio. You can go to my website. I'm going to sort that out today. And... uh, yeah come see me on tour and uh, listen to my podcast Wheel of Misfortune I'm recording episodes now and it's coming back very excited what should people see of yours John Luke I think I've sort of got one last run out in the UK for my Edinburgh show a world just like our own butt in uh, February over Valentine's Day in London I'm making a documentary for Radio 4 about infinite jest um, for a thing called the Exploding Library which I think is out at the end of the year so listen to that when it comes out it should be quite fun I think also, you have an album on sale on your website. Oh, I do. Um, I have an album called It Is Better, which I made during lockdown. A whole show just made for, especially for vinyl, with a brilliant musician, John Chambers, which I think the easiest place to buy is to go to Monkey Barrel's website, monkeybarrelrecords.com, and order it from there. I'll be doing Kronos live in Brisbane on the 12th of November at Good Chat Comedy. I booked one solo show. I've not done a solo show in Brisbane before. It's a little experiment to see if people come out and watch me. If you do, then I can come and visit my twin more, who lives here in Queensland so please share that with your Brisbane friends uh, so I can visit my brother I miss him find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram that's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E uh, or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser which is a one-stop shop full of my stand-up specials podcasts and blogs you get all my stand-up specials there for free I feel like I should mention that more often if you sign up to Patreon you get all of my stand-up specials and then you can just cancel it after a month so you can sign up for a dollar and get all, my, all of my stand-up specials including Kronos so imagine how much more comedy one whole more hour you could get for free on my Patreon thank you to our roving reporters for this week C. Lips Paul Crawford Robert Silito and Lockie who sent the Pong Playing Brain Cells and Andrew Jones 
Jones who sent in the Naturists story. If you would like to be a roving reporter for The Gargle, tweet us at Hello Garglers with a story that you think we might find funny in a way that we could make funny for you. This is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.